Redskins Fans Podcast. On today's show, we talk about the glorious game between the Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, how Tony Robo came back from a bruise and how our defense dominated. And much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Dude, it's hard with this Mixler thing because I can't go back and redo the intro when I forget you know, what to say. Or we all like freeze up and then go, uh, 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 uh. oh, my damn back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bruise. Oh, my damn bruise. Oh, hold on, guys. I need to lay down on the turf a few more minutes. I got knee in the back and I got uh, let me lay down and cry. I don't understand it. They yeah. keep blitzing. And they I, said, <laughs> I need to lay down and cry. I've never like he, he he was like, I'm going to lay down here on the turf and just huddle like I'm hugging my Danny White pillow. Yo, 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 what's like, happening? It was like freaking yo, yo, yo. Dallas, the uh, Sunday night or whatever, the 80s soap opera on the sideline of Dallas during that game. Good Lord. I'll tell you what. J.R. Ewing came down from his box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. J.R. came down from his box. Yeah. Um, and his son. JR Skeleton came down from his box and his son stayed up there JR. going, damn it, dad. Seriously. And you're the one that wanted to draft Johnny Manziel. Dad, just go. Just go. Really? really? Just I go, think, dad. I think just go. I love how they were like interviewing Skeletor right before Tony Romo went down. He was like <laughs> talking about what a tough quarterback he is and stuff. And then next thing you know, bam. Well, he, he's, he is uh, still not a sure bet to play this weekend. Then he went out with a back bruise. Well, I'm telling you what, when I saw that, and it's still not not guaranteed he's ready to play, I was just like, dang, the Redskins ended the career of another Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Thank you, LeVar Arrington. All right, before we go any further, we should. We, we would be remiss if we did not thank our benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee Esquire. Anyway, our longtime benevolent sponsor. You can follow him at Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter because Desmond yep. C. Lee 1 was already taken. Hacked. Hacked. By Russians. You know what I'm saying? And before we go any further, I'd be remiss if I didn't play this music. Everyone listening live out there on Mixler, join in. Perhaps the funniest thing I saw after this victory, dudes. <laughs> I don't know if I tweeted it or maybe I just emailed it to you guys. But there was a video that someone took in the Dallas airport the next morning after the game. Yes. <laughs> and there was some dude, some Redskins fan that hijacked the microphone at one of the, uh, like one of the uh, gate, the gates, one of the gates. And he was all like, everybody in terminal one, everyone in terminal two, everyone in terminal five. I want everyone to join in. Redskins Nation! And he, like, led everyone to hail to the Redskins. And, like, it was loud in the airport. Whoever the reporter reporter said was on that story was like, and it was loud, and all the Cowboys fans could do was just sit there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised he didn't have, like, the NSA coming up on him and be like, sir, sir. I know, right? Then again, he was rooting for D.C., so. Right. If anything. Yep. Yep. Anyway, yes. How about yo, yo, yo. Boys? How about them? Or as Chet Baker, 
tweeted after the game, how about them Redskins? Yeah. I would have loved to see Chet Baker's, like, dance in the locker room. Oh, man. You know, he was man. just, like, going crazy in there. Dude, dude, I got to call something out, out about the locker room afterwards, though, because I heard an interview on the Dan Patrick Show with Colt Brennan, and Colt said that he did not get a game ball, and this was apparently news already. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy, That other Colt is like five years ago. Colt Which one, Brennan. Colt Brennan? Yeah. Hanging out I know in Hawaii. Why you, uh, dude, I know why you say Brennan. It's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah, yeah, cuz. Well, my wife's cuz. In-law cuz. Um, but yeah, Colt McCoy, pew, pew, pew. He, uh, he said he did not get a game ball for that. Probably because he threw a pick. I, he said that Barf gave game balls to Amerson and Breland, and yeah, I think they both deserved it, especially Breland. And he, you know, he's working with the young guys to give him confidence and stuff. But dude, you got to hook a Colt up. Yeah, he was pretty good, man. Especially dude. for two plays, dude. That for somebody really that's been on. written off as a third quarterback, third string, yeah, third string, former like high pick, awesome college quarterback, Cleveland, and to have this chance have. come up. Dude, had a pretty darn good game. He kept war- the only really bad thing he did was throw that pick in the end zone. Dude, I was really impressed when he ran for that um, first down, and when he ran for that touchdown. Dude, I, yeah, I the think touchdown Barth just run doesn't like him, man. I don't know what it is. I think Barth. Did likes you see the him whole not. thing afterwards where like what's her name is trying to make him hug and Barth like gave that fake little hug. Maybe well, I think they not they like had a. a I don't know. Maybe he's not a hugger. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe Barf's not, not a hugger. hugger. Some you know? dudes aren't huggers like me. Hey, to everybody listening out there, is Barf a hugger or is he not a hugger? Do we know if Barf is a hugger or a non-hugger? Maybe we can ask Chucky. He Chucky. is a sideline wiener man. I haven't seen the sideline wiener in a while. I haven't seen the sideline wiener in a while. And someone uh, after the last Are we still talking podcast, about the same thing? Someone on the last <laughs> podcast was saying that there are two junior Barfities and that they had proof of it. Junior Barfity. Like he's got two junior barfs on the sideline. I've only seen the one that looks exactly like him. Yeah, that's not all I've seen. So the one so, that's always hanging out talking to RG three? Yeah. Or Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. He loves Deshaun Jackson, apparently. Anyway. Sean ja- he probably talks to Deshaun Jackson. He's like, so blah, 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 blah. and Deshaun Deshaun's like, uh-huh. Dude, I was blah, thinking- blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. I was thinking about this today, and when I was uh-huh. talking to this Cowboys fan, that before I could could ever see anything, and that was Sean, who said he's going to be <laughs> listening tonight and like typing in. He's like, I'm going to be listening to you guys and type some stuff in. Anyway, um, you mean Franz? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I was like, man, why are the Cowboys so stupid? I heard Chris Cooley <laughs> on the radio the next day. There was like seven or eight or maybe even more, second and, like, two and three and ones. And the Cowboys never ran on, like, second and two. The whole Which game. was strange because, dude, DeMarco Murray was running. He was beating the living crap out of us. He had yeah. 141 yards on the ground. That was just on the ground. Yeah, dude. And, I mean, if it wasn't for the stellar play of the secondary, including Merriweather, yeah, and, wow. Merriweather. Yeah, could have been a different story. They're just ripping the ball out everywhere. They were insane. Hey, guys. Joe Zeigengeist. Zeigengeist? 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 Zeigengeist. Uh, Snell. Just commented on Mixler. He said, uh, for real, I think Barf was happy, but then immediately was like, damn, we're still three and five. I think he was trying to keep everyone like uh, grounded to be like, this is a great victory, but we're only three and five. And it's a right. short week. And it's a short week. But at the same time, I, I, I hope he understood exactly how important this is to all Redskins fans everywhere to yep. beat those yeah. damn Cowboys. Woo-hoo-hoo! Dude, it was so and, awesome. You know, and if we win the rest of our games, then we're, we're in good shape. Yeah, dude, right. Remember, at the beginning of the season, I called this game. <laughs> I called all the games, dude. You did in like Harry Hawk episode three. 60 something. It's going to be like 74 to 2 or something. Well, I thought that, but I got to say, over the course of the season, Dallas has shown a little bit more than I thought they were going to. And, and you were wrong because they did not get a safety. 
Yeah, you're right. But they should have. See, what was up with that call? I guess the, I understand the, the one now. Pick. For it to be a safety, you got to come out of the end zone and go back in. And then go back in. Apparently, that was the, the ruling. Yeah. Right. But at first, I was like, oh, he's trying to bring it out. That's a safety. Yeah. But whatever. I think someone on Twitter like corrected me. It, might it have should been be. Joe, St- Joe uh, Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> no. Um Joe Ziggy. One of those guys, like uh, like uh, Jerome Booger does for us, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, one of those ex-referee kind of guys, said, I think it was Mike Pereira, said that exactly what you said, Aaron, is that the ball had to be brought out of the end zone and bracket back in to be a safety. But I still think if he got up and started moving around and we tackle him, I guess that's just down. Yeah, and it's, it's that their ball at the back. 20 no matter what. Yeah, I guess so. But if he runs it out to like the two and we tackle him at the two, it's at the two. And if he runs out to the two and goes all the way back in. It's a safety. Or just breaks the plane, actually. We need to – do you think we could get uh, um, Jerome Booger on the horn real quick? I want to ask him about this call on Pony Boy. Which one? The uh, the the – the unsportsmanlike con- he got called for unsportsmanlike conduct because he came into the huddle and then left. Oh yeah, do you you want me to get him? He's what was he donuts. doing? Like supplying the guys with some shivs or something? I mean, <laughs> here guys, use these during this play. I'm going back to the sideline. <laughs> I don't know, but you know how we we do our we do our rule thing, and I'm happy to read the official rules for safety. Um, I know we all know it's like two points when you get tackled in the end zone, but there's actually a number of little rules that go along with this. Shall I? Uh, you don't have to read the entire playbook. Just no, no, the one no. that's pertinent to our situation. <clears throat> what, what it's only 20 pages for safety. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but are you kidding? It says the important factor in a safety is impetus. Um, <laughs> impotence. <laughs> impotence. <laughs> <laughs> the important factor is impotence. Dude, are you sure you're not confusing that with the... Uh, are you reading the right manual? The opposing team... When Does the, team the manual falls, have a waterproof cover? When the balls are behind the goal line, wait, wait. <laughs> or the impotence came from a player. Wait a minute, that does not make sense. That's not examples of examples of a safety. Examples of impotence. <laughs> block punt goes out of the kicking team's end zone. A block punt goes out of the kicking team's end zone. Impotence, impetus was provided by the punting team. Block only changes the direction of the ball, not impetus. Impetus was provided by the punting team. All right. <laughs> impetus. B, the ball carrier retreats from the field of play into his own end zone and is downed. Ball carrier provides impetus. <laughs> what if there's an interception made? This is Rodney, this there's is Rodney an interception favorite made in word. the end zone and the guy tries to come out and gets tackled. It's, does it's the, impotence, in, man. Does the guy provide impetus? It's impotence. Interesting. C, offensive team commits a foul, and the spot of the enforcement is behind its own goal line. That didn't happen. Or D, the player on the receiving team muffs a punt and try, trying to get the ball, forces or illegally kicks, creating new impetus, it into the end zone, where it goes out of the end zone, or is recovered by a member of the receiving team in the end zone. All right. Now, Let's just use not. the words muff and impotence in the same uh, sentence. And hey. Dude, seriously, we only have an hour for the show, so I think that's enough about safety. We got a lot of the game to talk about. That's safety, guys. That's safety. That's safety. Impetus. The word of the week. I don't even know what that word means. Make sure you and make sure you wear a raincoat, son. And next week we tell you what the word impetus means. I thought that's what we were talking about. What? Anyway, let me talk more a little bit more about. It means Dallas's, a driving force or an impulse. Let me talk a little bit more about. <laughs> Does it <laughs> about Dallas's stupidity in the game? Go for it. Talking, talking. Uh, speaking of impotence, go ahead. There was the yo, whole yo, yo, them yo, being able to get all talk. these running yards on first down and then not running it anymore. But then on top of that, we blitzed. Um, I don't know every single third Holy down. Holy. Crap, and we didn't dudes. blitz like one guy. We were blitzing. We were sending like seven and sometimes eight dudes on some of those. Tony Romo couldn't find anyone ever. He just looked. Bl- they didn't. There, I mean, there was one play where we had like three guys lined up to the right side, and they had their strong side to the left, and they, he didn't send any protection over there or anything. 
There was another time when they had like a running back back there next to him, and instead of blocking one of the guys blitzing, he just like ran out for a pass. <laughs> and by the time he turned around, like Romo was already on the ground. Mm-hmm. He couldn't handle it, man. Correct there was some major. You don't I see that much seven and eight person blitzing in a game very often. That was over and over. Just good God, and we wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for the really, really great play by the two corners, the two young cornerbacks, and Merriweather at safety. Yep. I cannot throw Ryan Clark into that thing, though. He did not have a good game. Dude, yeah, I all I know is either. we blitzed. I think I was reading the uh, reading this a little bit earlier. We blitzed like 69% of the time. Don't Golly. If I'm totally wrong, 69% when, when he dropped back um, compared to uh, – Historically, with the Redskins, I think it was about 30%, 30-some-odd percent of the time. We, we literally blitzed the crap out of them, dude. And Bruised yeah, man. back I mean, everything. He, you know, when you can't handle he couldn't handle it because, like you said, like you guys said, he was sending eight. Remember, I texted you guys. I said, why don't we eight. do that on every play? And because the thing about it is, us. well, the, that's the thing. The thing about it is it's a risky thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. people, people say, well, they just always do that. That works. But you know you're bringing all your guys and your safety, and you're leaving these two. You know you got we we've got two young corners out there, in Breland and uh, Amerson, and they're one on one with these receivers, and and you know some of these receivers are pretty big. But that said, I mean they did their job and did it well. And uh, but at the same time, if Romo had gotten that pass off and it was caught, who knows? I mean it could be a completely different story. So it was risky. But the thing is, when we send those guys like that. He just couldn't. He couldn't get a pass off. It was just too much for the line. Too much. They couldn't block it, and uh, it ended up working out really well. I'll be interested to see moving forward. Do we do this some more with uh, with the Vikings this week and moving on into to future games? I don't know, but it could be uh, to play into that with Jim Hazlitt. He was like, "They're not going to be expecting us to blitz like a hundred times with two young cornerbacks on the edge." Right. So they're, you know what I mean. So that was another thing that went. Unexpected. It's not like they had two top corners in the league out there, and they're like, "We're just going to send everyone and leave Breland on Breland Island." Dude, man, Breland, Breland, holy crap! What a great game for the uh, the freshman, the fourth rounder out of Clemson, where the end stands for. We've knowledge. been hinting at that for the last few weeks. That uh, you know, that was my pick in the draft. Like was, Aaron, you were you were all high on own. Ryan. Yeah, you were high on Ryan Grant, the receiver. And when we picked this Breland guy, I was just like, dang, this guy is going to be good. He's going to take a little bit to get warmed up because he's he's a little rough around the edges. But I think he's got massive upside. And and so far, I mean, game eight of his first season in the NFL, wow. Oh, I know, dude. It was He was incredible, man. Incredible. Yeah. That yeah, whole... I mean, Josh, do you have his stats on that on the game? Yeah, what do you want to know? Breland like, stats. Like, he had like Breland. four passes defended. Four? I'm just remembering. Yeah, he, he caused had, a fumble. I think he recovered a fumble. He had just start right where the first thing you said: four passes defended. <clears throat> Anyone to have four passes defended in one game is pretty good. It's pretty six, damn good. Six solo tackles and four passes defended. That was That's what kind of line, and and they just kept testing him and testing him, and he kept coming up with the answer every time. Yep. It, it was it was a great and performance. This won't no show doubt up in the stats, but he had zero penalties. Yeah, I know it was awesome. He was right where he needed to be. His timing was perfect. It was uh, it he made was that awesome, and he, and he sealed the game for us on that very last play. Totally he was the did. guy that was in there when <clears throat> Romo dropped back, and I, we sent I think seven. Yep. On that play, and you saw, I think it was Merriweather coming in on the on the left, on his left, on Romo's left, and he he got stuck up by someone. And he jumped up in the air, and then Romo kind of squirted around. I was like, "Oh God, here comes the butt cheek pass." We'll see. Here comes the damn Roma butt cheek pass, and he's going to throw it for like forty yards and get a first down and be in field goal range on fourth down. And he threw that pass, and Breland had it covered, like not even close. Breland was, it was all almost over. intercepted. Yeah, yep. yeah. See, that was, that was the awesome. beauty of the, their blitzes, too. They kept blitzing from the outside, and everyone knows that Tony Romo, well, those pocket will start collapse to the inside, and he'll do this butt-cheek rollout to the right or left, and then uh, 
And then suddenly he's got someone open. He just chucks it downfield for 40 yards and boom. Yeah, but our blitzes were coming from the outside. So when the middle got clogged up, he'd roll to the outside and there'd be someone there. Yeah. And he would try to come back to the inside and get sacked. The defense was phenomenal. Oh, dude, speaking of sacks. Oh, yeah, and you would be remiss, John, because you can't stand this guy. But on that third down at the end of the game, Perry Riley had a huge <clears throat> pass defense. He did. Perry Riley actually had a huge game. I was I was really hoping to see a little bit more of a Will Compton in there, but Perry Riley actually stepped up. You know the who day, else the, had a the huge game, game off may have actually helped him some get his uh to sit back and watch for a game and see what he could uh Perry Riley. Perry Riley. Dude, it's been yeah. a long time since we've seen five sacks. Dude, f- well, all I know is the stat of the game. The Cowboys have given up six sacks in seven games. They gave up five sacks in one game alone to your Washington Redskins. Really six if you count the intentional grounding as one. Uh, right near the end? I he think was, that was counted as one, wasn't it? I think it was, too. Did yeah, they count intentional yeah, groundings yeah. as sacks? Yeah, yeah. So Keenan Robinson had a sack. Merriweather had two. Kerrigan had a sack. Um, and Perry Riley had a sack. Those were your Washington Redskins sacks of the day. Who had a sack? Uh, who? Kerrigan. Who else? I wasn't yeah. paying attention for a sack. Robinson. Dude, pay attention. Robinson. Merriweather had two. Uh, Kerrigan had one. And Riley had one. That's five. And how many times was Romo hit that weren't quite sacks? <clears throat> QB hits. Uh, f- four hits, I think, that weren't sacks. <laughs> You know another beautiful thing about that game? I don't know. I'm still waiting for the uh, quote from uh, the fifth. The fifth called like five times. I didn't even have time to listen to all of his messages. Where's the sax? <laughs> Where's his sax quote, by uh, the way? We, we need that sax quote. Aaron, we need some sax quote. While you're pulling that up, while you're pulling that up, back to Breland for a second. Joe says... if you'd be quiet. <laughs> play, play it one more time. It's really refreshing to see seven sacks, though. I can't remember the last time we had more than two or three. You know what I'm saying? Um, Joe on Mixler says Breland may have been the steal of the entire draft. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I think he's definitely the steal of our draft class. Yeah, definitely. And he, and, and he was. I keep wanting to say he was really good in that game, but he was great. He was damn great. That wow. And I, I'm so figuring like this weekend at Minnesota, he's going to suck because he's he's you know a young player rookie, and that it's. It, I mean. Dude, the whole team, everyone, offense, defense, special teams, everybody was pumped for this game. They were totally jacked. Well, yeah, because everyone said we were going to lose. Yeah, every, like they were laughing at them on CBS Sports or on know, CBS on Sunday. Everyone, not a, like, not a person. Do really us. have a chance? And do you blame them? We were terrible. Remember the other quote that I was laughing at on Sunday? Is it really possible that after all these years of overestimating the Cowboys, we have underestimated them? <laughs> right. Oh, my. Why do they stroke um, the Cowboys so much? Because it gets people like us pissed <clears throat> off, and then we talk about their network. That's all they do. Talk about their network. Talk about their network. And they can talk about Oh, yeah. Bob. Every single person on ESPN before the game, and this was all over the Twitter sphere. Is that the proper way to say that? The Twitter sphere. Sure, yes. whatever you want to call it. The Twitter yes. hemisphere. The Twitter scope. All, the picture that people took of the the uh, screen with Chris Berman talking and like the nine Dallas stars under him from all the, <laughs> the guys that picked Dallas. Wrong. <laughs> Incorrect, pundits. I just wanted to say that like from Blazing Saddles. You know, Dom DeLuise. Wrong. <laughs> now watch me. Berman the other night, man, he was looking like Droopy the dog. Chris Berman's getting a little, uh, you know, what was that about? He's been around since the beginning of ESPN. He's been around doing that since the early '80s. I mean, he's getting up there since the beginning of the NFL. <laughs> since the early days, son. Deputy dog. Dep- wait, does he look like Droopy or Deputy Dog? Droopy. He looked like Droopy. Droopy. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta tell you what though. I gotta get used to this. Um, we got this Mixler thing going. Yeah, 
and there's people in here chatting and saying stuff, and it's real. It's kind of distracting me. I yeah. gotta get used to it. I'm looking at like twelve screens at once, and then I just added a thirteenth screen. That's because you have all those concussions from when Josh dropped you on your head when you guys were kids. And I threw pipes at your head and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> and all, all right, the uh, want to know all how the uh, bad carbon emissions, the carbon emissions from the uh, the green bomber that you had, where you fell out of the car because for some reason you wanted to go back to McDonald's or something. <laughs> I got that one. Josh dropped me on my head. Josh, the time we were driving the Wonder Wagon and it caught on fire. Because there were no seatbelts back then. That probably gave you carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> See, I'm pretty messed up. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I've never done. I've never gone out of a football game because of a bruise. <laughs> Dude, I totally called that drama queen out too, didn't I, John? Like. You, Dude, you said it immediately. You were like, he's going to come back and just be like the hero. He might as well ride in on like a horse. Yeah, like I, was like, I was like, he's not hurt. Look at him walking off the field. He's fine. They called him Blazing Saddles. I don't know, man. If you if you like slip a disc and you get hit in that same spot and you're feeling some twinge of pain there, I think I'd be careful too. I think I'd be like, I wouldn't have gone back in the game. He went out and got his shot, came back in, had to argue to get back into the game. They but, shot him up with something. Well, I, I don't think, think it'll be. You know, honestly, they should have. I think they should have kept him out. I think it was a bad idea for them to put him back into the game. Well, this is the same team where the owner came down onto the field and started talking to the coach about what he should and shouldn't be doing during I know, the game. What was that so, about? Yeah, he's, he's that coming. Dude, that happens all the time. And here's the dumb Dan thing: Dan Snyder about comes it. down and starts doing that. Dude, here's the dumb thing: he did about early it, in his career. Here's the dumbest thing about that: when he was out. Whedon scored 10 points. That's more than Romo scored the whole game. Dudes, and I called I that immediately. When Whedon came in, I was just like, oh, man, he's going to come in like all 1982 championship game uh, for the <laughs> NFC championship, like uh, Longley. Is, I think that was his name. The backup quarterback came in after Danny White got concussed <laughs> by the ghoul. Dexter Manley came in Cleveland looking like Brown a stupid ghoul and just housed him and made him cry. And then Longley came in and like got – I hope I'm saying the right name for the backup quarterback. And he went in there and he like started whooping on us and we was like, oh, crap. And then you know after a couple of drives, you get used to the backup quarterback. But you don't prepare for that. So it's – Dudes. And that's exactly what happened to us. We gave up a touchdown and then a field goal to him. Dudes. We beat Dude. Dallas with our third-string quarterback. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Hey, what episode point. is this we're doing right now? 375. I also Episode to number 375, if you're just joining us, which I see people are. Of the original. 375. Podcast. Yeah, Redskins um, Fans Podcast. My bad. We were first. We're first. We're maybe, we may or may not be the best. Another stat I want to throw out about our cornerbacks. They held uh, Des Bryant, who ESPN thinks is one of the best receivers in the league, to like three catches and 30-some yards. One of them was a touchdown, but still. They shut him down. And, dudes, that's the. I was more worried about him than I was worried about DeMarco Murray, than I was worried about Jason Witten, the best quarterback of all, or a cowboy of all time, according to uh, Tony Romo. Who are you talking and, about? Uh, Josh. Des never Bryant. heard of that guy. Never heard of him. <laughs> I didn't never hear his name heard called too much heard. during... I never heard of that guy. We heard Breland's name called a lot more than Des Bryant's. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think he was in this game. Was did he play? He didn't catch anything, did he? He got. He did get a touchdown, but oh, he only yeah, had three. Yeah, that catches. guy. That guy. That guy. Gotcha. He only had three catches. Des again, Bryant had three receptions for thirty yards on the day and a touchdown. He had one long one that was twenty yards. So do the math. Someone yeah. was putting a stat up like. Deshaun Jackson in that one game has had like more yards against uh, Dallas than Des Bryant has had against us in the last two years or something. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson had a big game, six receptions for 136 yards. He averaged 22.7 on the day with 49 being his longest. He was targeted and, seven times. He was only yeah. missed once. He and caught dudes on two that, of that, for over 40. On that, I think that 49-yarder I think was the one where, where – uh, McCoy had to move around a bit and then threw it. He underthrew it a little bit. If he had been able to really chuck it instead of kind of falling back when he threw that ball, he would have been gone for a touchdown if he had hit it right on the head. Deshaun Jackson, dude, he can catch anything. Good just God. throw it as far as you can, dude. Yeah, just just chuck it and let him run under it. 
It's 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 amazing. That's kind of what Colt McCoy was saying. Yeah, he was like, I just throw it out there, and I mean, you don't get talented guys like that. That's just that's he's really good. Oh, you know uh, who else I think really helped us out this week? Everett. Everett Brown. Everett Brown. He had a Dude, our, Dal- our former Dallas Cowboy player spy that we brought in, we brought back up. And he even made a big tackle in the game. You know who wasn't missed in this game? Who? Arakpo. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, man. Interesting, man. You had you know no who- offense to, to Arakpo. I'll tell you what. I mean, he was in his hospital bed like right before getting his pec sewn back together, Again. and he wrote like like his little thing on his board, and he was just like beat Dallas HGTR. Yeah, the fifth. That's what the fifth was talking about. He was talking about how Arakpo is pretty much now a bust. Yeah. Yeah, but good for him. I mean, he always said as soon as he was drafted, he's like, I'm from Texas. I can't even pretend to do a voice like he does. I'm from Texas, but I hate the Cowboys because he's from like the Houston area or something. He's like, not everyone in Texas likes the Cowboys. Yeah. So good on him. I thought that was really nice of him, especially for someone who probably knows his career in Washington is over. I got a question about Chucky. The dudes in the Mixler chat are talking about Chucky. What was up with like somewhere in the first half, first quarter? When Chucky was like basically still drooling over Dallas's offensive line and how great they were, but we were like getting to Tony Romo. And then at one point, Mike Tirico was like, Well, the Redskins seem to be getting <laughs> some pressure on Romo. Like, totally contradicted him, like, right after he said it. Do you remember that? Dude, Mike Tirico is always like the voice of reason. He really is when he's on there, you know, because Chucky goes off in like Chucky land, cover two, banana split on five, Everett Brown. Chucky Y, banana, triple Z, chocolate moose. I love love this play. And, you know, it's Mike Tirico. He really is Tirico Suave. Yeah, who called him out? It was, uh, who's the dude that does the best and the worst? The best and the worst I think so. It's the guy here. I'm bringing it up right here. Uh, St- is it Steinberg? Uh, this week it was sports. some guy named Scott Allen who who uh, wasn't the guy who I don't know if I don't think he's the guy that does it every week. Well, anyway, in, uh, for the Washington Post, like, but it was funny. The Redskins ran that play, and Chucky immediately recognized it is spider three two wide banana. Spider split. two wide banana. Yeah. <laughs> That's a spider two wide banana Chucky goes to town two movie kind of play right there. That's yeah. his favorite play, dude. He's said it before. If you look up, if you Google spider three wide <laughs> banana, it, it's all about Chucky saying, "Oh, here's a spider three wide banana," and it goes back like 2011, 2012. He's always talking about that damn spider three wide banana play. That's awesome. Maybe he should trademark it, dude. Spider three wide banana. But I would be remiss if I didn't point out someone else on the team that had their best game of their entire Redskins career. Everett. And that would be Tyler Columbus. He gave oh, dude. zero quarterback hits, zero sacks. Aaron, you are outstanding. Correct. Aaron, you called it about an hour before the game started. You said, oh, Tyler Columbus is going to have the best game of his Redskins career. But I can't take credit for that. I got to give a shout out to our dog over across the pond, Mark Carter, who basically... <laughs> said that in an email to me when I was like, Columbus isn't even playing. And he was like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Spider 3 wide. So was that the O-line report? Columbus didn't play and therefore had his best Redskins game ever? Uh, The O-line held up pretty well, I thought for the most part, except for the run. The run was pretty shut down, but I was happy that Chucky didn't go away. Or, sorry. Barf didn't go away from it. Dude, I'm glad you brought that up because about the time that he brought in Silas Red, you were just like, and I agreed. It was like, we need to bring in Silas Red and do something because Alfred Morris is not getting it done. And like I said, I think he was still thinking more about fumbles than hitting his like damn gaps and stuff like that. And then Silas Red went in and immediately and almost fumbled. Fumbles almost. It's like squirting out of his arm. And apparently that was enough to get Alfred Morris. Someone just like snapped their fingers and he was back out of his trance. And he was just like, oh, yeah, let's go run the ball. And then, boom, he went in there and was effective again and scored a touchdown. 
Yeah, it was like, like the there's Alfred, Alfred Morris. All right. It's like, where you been, son? Exactly. It took that Silas was awesome. Sanford and Son Red coming in to. <laughs> and he almost fumbled. Oh. Is that the one Dallas challenged and lost? Or was that something else? That might have. I don't remember. Honest. They challenged <clears throat> one and there was another. Yeah. We there just, was one that they challenged. I don't remember. That All that matters, dude, is scoreboard. Scoreboard. Hey, tell Dallas. You, scoreboard. Tell you what, scoreboard, son. And I was telling John this, and this is the beautiful thing about the rest of the week. Cowboys fans are kind of like roaches, dude. If they <laughs> win a game, you start seeing a few of them. It's kind of like the lights are out and there's a piece of food on the kitchen counter or something. Then, like, you know, they win another game and a few more come out. And they win another game and a few more come out. And if they keep winning games, it's like, you know, you're infested with Cowboys fans. But when the Redskins beat them the other night, it was like someone walked in the kitchen and turned on the light. And they all went scurrying. And they all went running. And we won't see him again for at least a week or two. No, sir. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what do we need to do here? I haven't even looked at the itinerary yet. Do we have an injury report or anything like that? Oh, Josh is putting that together according to Ziggy before the... Uh, cobble. Oh, that's right. He was cobbling that together before the uh, <clears throat> got online here. So let me play the music for the injury report, and we'll go into that. Because I haven't got time for the pain. Oh, my damn back. I haven't got room for the pain. Haven't the knee for the pain in the back? Not since I've known and now the injury report with Josh Allen. Hmm. All right. It, it's actually one of the slimmest injury reports we've had in some time. So that's a good thing for the Redskins. Uh, safety Ryan Clark and uh, left tackle Trent Williams are were basically the only two Redskins that uh, showed uh, limited or were limited in practice um, today, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, in preparation for the Vikings this week. So that's good. So that means uh, everybody else had full practice, including RG3, Brian Kerrigan with his wrist injury, Trent Murphy had the knee thing going on, Perry Riley had a little knee injury, and Keenan Robinson had the shoulder, uh, Tracy Porter had the hamstring. All those guys fully participated in practice. That's a really good thing. Can I say one um, thing about Tracy Porter? What's who? God! God! We don't need you, dude. Is that the dude that kept getting busted for smoking pot? Oh, no, that was that other guy. Yeah, might as well be. Where's Tracy Porter been? He's just uh, like him. He's at, like hanging around like a roid. He's never going to play. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. The, the only other thing really on the injury report is Barry Cofield, who's been on the IR, um, but is designated to return and is eligible to come back on November 16th against the Bucks. Son, um, Aaron's sweet. birthday. He He's did have – he hurt his foot or something during practice is what uh, Gruden said today. So he came back uh, and he's been practicing, but he hurt his foot. They said he went back in uh, a little bit sore, but uh, he's close to coming back. Is what, they're what about Stephen Bowen? Did he make it into the game? I didn't really notice. I think I don't did. remember him in the game. I don't either. Anyway. Um, don't know. Don't remember it. But you know who's not on that injury report? R-G-3. He's coming back. This week, there, I heard it today, it was announced he's he's starting. Well, initially, NBC4 in D.C. said he was coming back. And then, like, everyone in the world picked it up. And next thing you know, ESPN was saying, multiple reports say R-G-3 will start this Sunday. So, as we know, that's... It all came from one report from a local station. I thought yeah. Chucky said it. As long as there's not a setback, he's going to be starting. Well, that's cool. He said that Monday night. No, Barf. But... No, today I thought he said it. Oh, no, Monday. No, no, not Chucky. Barf. Barf, Barf said it today? Barf said it. Okay. Yeah, Barf. yeah but two, way, days ago, two days ago, ESPN was saying multiple sources, and then it came from initially, uh, uh, I guess Channel 4, if I remember correctly, from what I saw, but... But then it was like two days of, yes, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. Maybe that Noah Wiley guy or 
uh, oh, sorry, Tony Wiley, the guy who was just like, no means no, to the the uh, <laughs> the Spanish-speaking interviewer that wanted to talk to pew, pew, pew after the game. Yeah, I don't know Maybe what he's the guy in charge of all that information or misinformation. He's like the king of misinformation. Yeah. No, no means no! No means no, like he's talking to his five-year-old or something. Yeah. Um, here's my question for you guys. No means no. Which Redskins are going to show up next week? The lackadaisical ones that don't feel like playing or oh, the man. ones with all the heart that we saw play against Dallas? Dude, it's going to be less and less lackadaisical. <laughs> lackadaisical. <laughs> and it's going to be more and more the people who actually want to play and want to win games because Chucky has, I mean, sorry, here I go saying it. Barf has shown one thing this year. He has shown that he is not married to a damn person on that roster. He doesn't care who you are. If you're sucking, you're out. If you're playing well, you're going in. And not only Period. are you out, Tyler Plumbus, but you're inactive. <laughs> you're inactive because you suck so damn badly. <laughs> oh, man, it was horrible. Oh. You know what I'm really excited to see? Because I was so bummed when RG3 went out in that second game. Because in that game, he was just starting to get it together. He ran a little bit. Chucky let him run. He was pretty much on target with his passes and then that freak injury. And I was like, oh, man, I was so uh pumped. So I'm pretty excited about his return. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think if I've been I my thoughts were that hopefully he'll be at the Bucks game. Um, He'll come back at that game, but and not come back this weekend and have two more weeks to heal. But at the same time, I'm kind of like if he's ready to go. Colt McCoy is on such a high, and I have a bad feeling if he plays another game, he's going to suck. Yeah, he had to. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he yeah. looked good. Did you see him warming up before the uh, on on before the Cowboys game on CSN pregame? Mm-mm. They showed RG three out there. I mean, he looked like he was going to start that night. Oh, he looked like he was ready to play. I was really surprised they made him inactive. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a, a, a just like. You know, covert, you know, cloak and dagger type stuff all the way up until the beginning of the games. Like he might play, he might not play type of thing. Really trying to mess with him. Yeah. Mm. We'll see what happens, dudes. I mean, yeah, all we can do is hope for the best at this point. Oh, and, and dudes, by the way, if any of you are going to be at the Bucks game, me and my Elon brothers from back in the day are going to be there with one of our uh, our our semi-annual reunions because half of us are Redskins fans and half of us are Bucks fans. So we're going to be at the game on Aaron's birthday. Aaron. So did Matt officially back out? Matt has officially backed out. Are you going to be there for your birthday? I think maybe I can. I have to figure it out. (laughs) All right. That'll be a discussion once we're not on the air anymore. I'm we'll save sure. that. We'll save, and I'll I'll take my answer off the air. Got to ask the boss. Speaking of dudes, everyone that's listening on Mixler, this is our second week trying this out on yeah. Mixler. And as of right now, we only have an hour limit until we pay the money. But if you guys like this, if you think it's a pretty cool format, I mean, going forward, we'll be taking questions, maybe take some Skype calls on here Uh, we've got to learn to multitask a little bit better yeah Yeah. if you guys like it and we we get the hang of this better send us an email if you think we should continue it or send a little chat in the box if you're on there yes sir and 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 you can even sponsor harry hog football if you want to if you go to our website harryhogfootball.com you can drop a uh, drop a little deuce in the uh paypal box Uh, wait what and if you're not if you're listening the old the old fashioned way on uh, iTunes or however, uh, send us an email Redskinsfan <laughs> at HarryHogFootball.com. Give us a tweet at Harry Hog. Give us a call at one seven seven Harry Hog. You can leave a message there. It goes right to voicemail, and you you can vent to your heart's content on there. <laughs> a lot of people just like to vent on there like every week. Yeah, our 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 our. Our brother up in up in DC area, the fifth Will. He's he's the man, man, and he he calls in every week. And not only that, but he tailgates with us when we're up there. He'd, oh, but yeah. yeah. And by the way, dude, November sixteenth, tailgating. That's all we got to say. Yeah, dudes. Um, um, wait, hold on. You know what I'm saying? Hell, yes.
Anyway. So yeah, hopefully he'll show up. And if anyone else wants to wants to hook up like for the game or anything, let me know. And if Aaron's there as well, that'd be sweet. We'll see if he can uh, finagle his schedule. Anyway, what I didn't finish saying to the Mixler people is once we uh, pay them their little fee, uh, we won't have the one hour limit anymore. So. Yeah, we'll have to do that um, um, soon. Soon, if because like we, for those of you guys who have been listening for a while, you know we can be long winded. Yeah, and. Um, Dude, this is what I'm saying. Let's take a a, a, a quick uh, little break. We won't do the whole two-hour commercial. <laughs> no, Josh is ready for the break. And when we come back, right? Josh, want... you're prepped, right? I, yeah, well, I'll make something up. You know. Oh yeah, I Josh is doing the live break. I forgot That's with his right. guitar. We're so doing the live it, break. Let's keep that pretty short because we're only <laughs> we only have like 14 minutes with these guys. But anyway, um, when we come back from the break, I want to see if we can get uh, Jerome Booger on the phone and. Talk all right, I'll him. go check him out. He's, he's eating donut holes. You know how he is. All right, so we'll talk to you guys after this extremely short uh, commercial break. You're listening to, to Harry Hog, Hog, Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. We beat them cowboys Jerry Jones, he cried all night Now we're headed into Minnesota Everything's gonna be alright Those purple uniforms with them fake white horns <laughs> We're gonna beat them Vikings We're gonna beat them Vikings That was awesome, dude. I think Drew Drew M loves it. Your Viking song that you just made up on the fly. Nice. We'll do one every week. Awesome. Sounds good. Anyway, uh, John, were you able to get uh, Jerome Booger on the uh, phone? John? Is Jerome there? Anyone? Hello? Hey, Drew Drew M, do you have John on the phone? Drew Drew M. Drew Drew M, do you have John on the phone? Yeah. (laughs) Do we have Jerome Booger? Where is Jerome? What's the deal here? John, come on. We're keeping it short. John, we said it was a short break. No time to take a leak, dude. Come on. Speaking of taking a leak, I don't know about you guys, but I pretty much have it timed so that if I'm watching a game, there's like this internal clock that lets me know when I have enough time to, you know, go relieve myself and get back before the next play. And I was wondering if you guys do that. I don't know. Josh, do you have the internal clock? What about the internal clock? That you know when you have enough time, like what time during the game. You have enough time to go pee and then get Dude, back without missing. I don't. Water. I stopped doing that a long time ago, man. Now I just wear depends. I stay <laughs> in the living room for the whole game. You just wear depends. It's good enough for two or three. It's good enough. To, it's good enough for basically about sixty-four ounces of beer. Hey, next time I go to the stadium, or or beer soda if you don't drink beer. John, don't you wear depends to the stadium and take ammonium? I wear depends every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I do often if I'm going to a Reds a football game, I take a modium because I'm like, I do not want to have to poop at any stadium <laughs> in any place in the entire world. Dude, you can't you just gotta squat, man. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I'm not putting my cheeks on that seat. Ain't no way. Gross. Anyway. All right. Did um, we get Dude, do we we're able to get Jerome on the horn here? All right, yeah, yeah, Jerome, Jerome, Jerome's you ready? got two minutes today. We're reeling him in. Yeah, we. All right, here it comes. Hold on, Jerome. hold on. Get him. Yes, how are you, gentlemen, today? Uh, there he is. We're doing pretty good, Jerome. What's up, man? Oh, you know, I'm just working on the weekend, spending my weeks in Vegas. It's good times. 
working for the weekend. Have you seen mm. that zombie burlesque show yet? Oh yeah, that goes. Dude, there that like was a fun a show. Oh, I like that. That that one song about. Well, I don't know if I could say dildo on your show, but you know what I mean. <laughs> that show, that thing is funny. Mm, Josh, mm, are you, mm. you're gonna be there soon. Are you gonna go to the zombie burlesque show? Dude, I might go again. I told you you should come out with me. Yeah, but I can't. Well, Josh, maybe you and I can hook up and we can go watch that dildo show together. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Jerome. Mm-hmm. We were a little confused yes. wh- um, why uh, two calls during the game. Two, There was okay. one call that I don't mm-hmm. understand. Okay. There, there was a call against Dallas. It was a legal use of the hands to the face. Yes. And then after the play concluded... Both the Redskins and Dallas got an unsportsmanlike penalty for fighting or whatever, and they set it offset. So, but the last time I checked, if if one team had two penalties and the other team only had one penalty, how does that offset? Especially if the first penalty, the hands to the face, happened during the play. Well, yeah, and the other Aaron, two penalties were dead ball fouls. Aaron, I think you hit that right on the head. You you can't like you can't have two calls offset each other. As far as I remember, and I did call the Super Bowl just a couple years ago, I do not remember that you can have a penalty during the play and then two penalties after the play, and they all offset. Now, you can have one penalty during a play, offset a penalty after the play. That's okay, but you can't have two for one. That that don't work. There's no two for one deal. Sure There's no two penalty. for one deals like that. Mm-mm. And here's a, here's a uh, broader question. Yes. Do the referees in today's football actually know the rules? Or do they kind of make them up as they go along? I know who knows the rules. He tells you he reads the whole rule book every time he refs. Ed Hockley? Yes. Oh, yeah. We call him Smedium. Because <laughs> <laughs> he needs a bigger shirt? Yes. Or he needs to not dry it so long or something. Yes. I, th- I think his wife needs to pull them sweaters out of the uh, dryer a little bit earlier. When he goes into like the ref's equipment store, he's like, do you have these in baby doll size? <laughs> anyway, all right. And the one last call I want to ask you about, and then we'll let you go. Yeah. What was the deal with the unsportsmanlike call on Pony Boy for coming into the huddle and then leaving? What is that? Oh, when he, there was 12 men in the huddle and then he left? Yeah. And they called that unsportsmanlike. Is that the normal well, call, 12 men in the huddle? I, I, I think it was they just, just like a ten yard penalty or something. I think that just had something to do with that hairstyle. How's that unsportsmanlike though? Well, you know, we'll just look at him seriously. <laughs> it's just unsportsmanlike. That is unsportsmanlike all the way around. Right. He, he need he needs to get some some styling, some shaping up in there. Maybe work on the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. All right. The ladies know. do not like that long stringy. Cotton fill care. I tell you what, it's like it's like the strings coming off of some corn. <laughs> the silks. The corn. silks. That's right. Yes, Aaron, you called it. Right. You hit that nail right on the head. All right, Jerome. We'll talk to you later because we still have to give our game balls and kicking the balls. Oh yes, yes. You enjoy. I, I'm going to go get some donut holes. Yeah, John got you some donuts out there. Just going out and help yourself. Are the, are the donuts or donut holes? I'm very particular. They're the holes. Um, yes. I don't know what he got you. Okay, Joe Joe Ziggengeist has just informed us that it's unsportsmanlike because the defense doesn't have an opportunity to substitute according to who is in the huddle. Okay. Uh, all right, I buy that. Um, thanks for that. Thanks for that, Joe. All right, now we're going to go into the, uh, well, here we go. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. <laughs> This week's Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by Ritapoo. Josh, go. Um, my Kicking the Balls Award goes to Colt McCoy. McCoy. He had one interception and he fumbled once, even though he recovered it. Even though he had a good game. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I'm back. Uh, it, was tough to, it was tough to give a Kicking the Balls Award this week. So you gave it to Colt McCoy. You gave a Kicking the Ball to Colt McCoy. What? Pew, he pew, fumbled. Pew. Dude, he, he fumbled and he like threw a pick. Years. Okay. Remember, he All gave right, his gosh. kick of the balls award to Sean All right. Taylor okay, hold on. because he I, died. I, I'll give him a better one then. I'll give a better one. Ryan Kerrigan. What? 
he had losing a that fumble recovery at the goal line that could have nailed the game and put the nail in the coffin for us. I got to say, when that happened, I thought we were done. I was like, that was our chance. Yeah, man. To finish Plus, it right he looked there, like but... he wasn't going to recover from it. He had that look on his face like, oh, I screwed up, and he couldn't shake it off. Shake okay. it off, Ryan Kerrigan. You're better than that. Well, do you guys want to hear part. who I'm giving my kick to? All right, who? go for it. Josh's dog, the spy, Jason Hatcher, for not doing jack. <laughs> what was his stats? Zero tackles, zero sacks. I believe uh, you know. I went. I I did kind of. I I did see some of the uh, the the NFL Network replay on that. He he didn't have any stats really on the game, but he he made. He had a lot of pressures in there, and he was actually very pumped. You know what his best stat was, and and they called this in the Washington Post. He was the captain, and he called the coin toss at the beginning yep. of the game oh, yeah, and for overtime, and he was right on both of them. Yeah, that's yep. true. <laughs> and he was pumped when we won the toss in overtime. I was like, "We're done." Hatcher's going out there. I haven't seen him do anything. He was, he was applying pressure. He didn't have to play to start it. Anyway, we got four minutes according to Mixon. Oh. Go. Go. All right. Mine goes to Ryan Clark. He has not looked good the whole year, and especially in this game. He was bad. Yeah. Dude, he, he, had, bad. Five, he had five tackles. I know. Yeah, that's because he was chasing people. Dude, he was following when Witten was wide open, he was one of the dudes that was going the opposite direction. Yeah, he was going he was running after people like after he screwed up, unfortunately. He, and he, he was bad. You're going to pick on the old guy? Come on. Yes. In this case, yes. I mean, I know he doesn't have a spleen or a gallbladder. I forget what it is. And that sucks. But, you know, you got to hit Tony Romo when you go in untouched like that. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of, it was really refreshing to see Tony Romo get knocked around so much. (laughs) It was really refreshing. Who was it with that big Romo, hurt Romo sack? Was that Robinson? Yeah. Keenan Robinson. It was Keenan Robinson to put his knee down in his damn Dude. back. All right, are awesome. we ready? Yeah, let's go. Uh, game now, over. the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Game Ball Awards brought to you by Desmond C. Lee. Go. All right. Josh. My game ball goes to Keenan Robinson. Ten tackles on the day. He had that big sack with a tackle for loss. Put that big hit on Tony Romo, which took him out for an entire quarter. I know why you saw the game. He was I know why you picked him because he may have ended Tony Romo's career just like your dog, LeVar Arrington. LeVar Arrington. That's may right. have ended or did end. Troy Aikman. Keenan yes, Robinson, sir. I think, is going to be a beast if he continues this way. I, I Remember, this is really his first full year, right? Yeah. And and suddenly it's just like, oh, first full year and you're, you know, the quarterback of defense. Go. Yeah. Go, John. Who's yours? Uh, My game ball. There's a few of them. I want to give it to Colt McCoy or, or Kai, but I'm going to give it to Merriweather. He had a huge game, dude. Massive Josh, read his game. stats. Who are you right. talking about? Merriweather. He had a couple sacks. Oh, dude, sacks. Merriweather. Dude, big game. Two seven sacks, tackles. Two seven sacks, solo two tackles fumbles, on the two one sacks, fumble recovery. Two sacks for loss. One quarterback hit. Caused a fumble. Recovered a fumble. Recovered a fumble. Yeah, he, was, awesome. he had his best game, and he didn't have any illegal hits, I might add. Yeah, and he he exactly. That's the biggest part of all. He had no penalties on him for bad hits. And real quick, before we end this thing, we got like a minute left before Mixler kicks us off. Like I said. Aaron, Aaron. What? Who's your game ball going to? That's what I'm saying. Oh. My game ball is going to none other than Bashad Breeland because he was I incredible. It. I called it. And another one to Colt McCoy because he yeah. came off the bench for, you know, well, he played last week. But Dude, I love that play where he threw was his last start. Yeah. Where he threw to Niles Paul or Jordan Reed. I can't remember which one it was, where he was pointing like, go, 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 I'm putting it oh, up. We'd be remiss, Josh, thank oh, you, if man, we didn't point dude, out that play, because that catch Reed by Jordan Reed was incredible. Was stellar. Good call. Yeah, and, and Colt was like directing him on the run. It was he was awesome like, go, dude, go. Go deep, go deep. And he chucked it to him. Great yeah. footwork. Colt McCoy suffered his, or sacrificed his body on two run plays that were huge. kept the drive alive. It was awesome. We beat Dallas. Period. Anyway, uh, that about wraps it up. Here we episode number 375. Um, talk to you guys next week. Episode yes, 376 after a win in Vikings land. Hopefully. That's right. 1 o'clock Sunday at Minnesota. Shout outs, dude, to the guys on Mixler this week live. Zygon guys, Joe, Boston Braves, 
Drew and your dad from Elon. Talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. And if you're a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Joke. 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 Joke